Welcome to this podcast brought to you by Mallee Sustainable Farming and Agriculture Victoria from the MSF Research Update at Lake Cullalarain in February 2020. With soil sampling, it's all down to what you're trying to achieve. And sometimes that's not as simple as increasing yields and reducing costs. That's the view of Daniel Bell, precision ag specialist with Nutrien. He joined me in the MSF studio to demystify zones, soil sampling and data sets. It's definitely localised on what data sets uh, people can be using um, or should be using. And I think it probably is the first question that we needs to be answered is what data sets do they have available? You know, do they have yield? Do they have NDVI or even just simply a, a Google Earth image on Google Earth of the bare soil? So that's probably the first one. And then from that, um, you can flow on to what sampling strategy we can do from that and how many zones do we set. But yeah, from the initial point, you know, what do we have available? And then how can we get that in a usable format to then do our soil tests? Okay, well, let's break that down a little bit further. NDVI, what does that even mean? Yeah, so NDVI stands for Normalised Difference Vegetation Index. And all it's really doing is it's a satellite taking a photo and then measuring the reflectance coming back. And it's a good indication of biomass. So it has multiple uses in different production systems, but that's the crux of it. As a data set then, mm-hmm. you're basically getting images from space. How well can you zero down in to your paddock to get a bit of an idea of what's going on in different areas? Yeah, so the main um, well, software programs use Landsat and Sentinel. So that gets down to 10 metre resolution and then up to 25. So so you can drill down further with drone imagery and whatnot, but uh, satellite images, yeah, 10 and 25 metre. That's how much we can get down to in paddock. What sort of money are you looking at for paying for those sorts of data sets? Yeah, well, NDVI, it's a bit of a freely available source these days. You know, two or three years ago, you were paying a per hectare charge and you can only get one or two captures, whereas today certain platforms is free. So just knowing which ones are which and um, they all have different outputs, I guess you could say, but right now you could access it for free if you've got the skills to get it, yeah. Okay, and even Google Earth. Yeah. Oh, Google Earth doesn't have um, NDVI as such, but Google Earth you can download on your computer and then use the bare soil images to do things like strategic soil testing and things like that, which is obviously free. So these platforms and whatnot are becoming more readily available at a low cost. They're the data sets though. What are you looking for? Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. Well, What are we looking for? Let's go back to the project that we're doing at the moment. We're looking at delineating high and low production zones. And then from those high and low production zones, we want to be doing some more site-specific testing. So all we're doing is basically saying this is a high producing zone versus a low one. Does that only tell you part of the story, though? Is that when you've got to go to the next step and start doing your zoning and your sampling? You do, exactly right. That's the next step. The interpretation bit is the bit that um, people might get a little bit scared of or is a barrier to implementing some PA tools or PA strategies. So having that, whether that's through your agronomist or going to things like the MSF meetings that we're at today, people can gain the knowledge on how to use those data sets to then come to an outcome and we can go from there. Daniel, in the Mallee, what sort of zoning strategies are most applicable? Yep, good question. I think up here we've got really, really clear, distinct soil types. So between our sands, mid slopes and flats, we could utilise yield data and probably even an in-season NDVI at the right capture date to delineate those soil types. And then post that, we can start to think of things like site-specific sampling and then a variable rate strategy from there. So that might be variable rate phosphorus at sowing, it might be variable rate nitrogen in-season. But I think 
up here with clear distinct soil types, the very bare bones is to get yield and then make our zones off yield. It's a lot of data that's coming in to make a decision. Is that an expensive process? It's getting cheaper. Resources now like precision ag companies and we've got our own precision ag team at Nutrien, you know, it is getting cheaper to do. You know, things that this project we're meant to figure out is what's the economics behind soil testing because there's not a lot of work out there at the moment between site-specific soil sampling while the grower actually gets back in his pocket money-wise. So I can't give you a definitive answer right now, but um, yeah, hopefully we can in time. The choices here all come down to what you want to achieve. I would have thought your achieve was high yield and reduced cost, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I guess what I was trying to get at is our zoning techniques, what we need to have is our outcome in the front of mind. So if we're doing strategic soil testing off of yield, then that will determine how many zones we use and what data sets we use. If we want to verberate phosphorus at sowing time by soil type, well then that again will then determine how many zones we use and what data sets we use to achieve that outcome. So always have your outcome in mind. (laughs) Maybe we need to drill down a little bit further than what's boosting productivity or saving us costs into what we're trying to achieve in terms of variable rating or is it just site-specific management, those sort of things. Daniel Bell, thank you for joining me in the Mallee Sustainable Farming studio today. No worries. Thank you.